Turn this mic up right here just a little bit. We don't lose because we do the wrong things. We lose because we don't do nothing. Right. We should be sitting back like, oh, it ain't gonna work. Why even try? Like, right. because it might work. Tyler Perry wasn't always doing what he's doing now. Right. He's scaled up. He's done different things. And that's how business works. And we talk about this on the show all the time. If you knew that the way to start a business was to start with what you have, more people would be starting. But we right. think starting a business is, I need to be on Zuck level. And so we're like, well, I'm not on Zuck level, so I might as well just go back to my job. Like, no, that's not how it works. Drop another new joint on them right now. Tweet Talk episode 50, AKA Ferrari. Let's go. This podcast is brought to you in part by investattheteam.com. We have created the official merch of generational wealth. You have to shift your mindset from employee to you can't fire me the boss. Always remember, no sacrifice, no reward. Hood Estates, exclusive collection available at investattheteam.com. Now back to the world's greatest podcast. Are we on the air? dope. What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Meganer himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Yeah. Episode yeah. Curtis Jackson, aka 50, aka Ferrari. Well, episode 50 of Tweet Talk, Black Love Podcast, with the usual suspects. Raphael, you can find me on Twitter at Work Money Life. And of course, Charles, aka Todd Millie, aka Todd Billion. You can find him but on Not Twitter. Todd Billion. Not Todd um, Billions. FYI. There's an yeah. imposter among us. Yeah, there's an imposter on Twitter. Copy yeah, his whole yeah, I a lot of- Copy his whole account. Oh. So the real the real NBA. <laughs> Young Todd. Young Todd is at Todd Billion. Just one billion. No S. No S. Todd Billion. T O D D B I L L I O N. Todd Billion. And tonight we have a special guest, Paris Millie Couture, aka P Millie. You can find her on Twitter at Paris Couture. If you don't know how to spell Couture, I don't know, man. Yeah. Do we need to spell it for them or they'll figure it out, right? Nah, let them figure it out, man. If they don't know how to yeah, spell Couture. It out. Instagram, Instagram, I changed my Instagram name um, at Paris Millionaire underscore. Ring, ring. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been debating on this, but when Todd tweeted that the other day, I said, you know what? I'm going to just go for it. Let's get it. It's about to manifest. got to manifest. Manifest, speak it into existence. P- yeah, I've been doing that. See, I, have, I have it on my wall right here. I am a millionaire. I wrote this 4949 four, before fucking the videos and everything. <laughs> cool. What's that? A, is that a, a, Frank, a Benjamin Franklin you got taped in the wall? That's that too. Because we got we to gotta create a vision environment, not a vision board, but a vision environment. You got to put, put it all around you. Same thing nice. that you have like in your office, your buildings, your this. You got to surround yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. dope. That's dope. The wall you the walls you have the uh, the buildings on. That reminds me that that um that hundred dollar bookmark that your, your people sells, Charles. That one is cool too. You seen that one, Perry? Yeah, I wanna I wanna get some of those, but I think I'm gonna go directly to the source. Uh oh. All right, moving on. <laughs> 
don't even know the source. I gotta figure it you out. You know the source. You know the source. We all don't know do it. Don't do it, parents. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not gonna do it. But uh, yeah, that's I I, I I mess with it. Yes, of course. I love it. I'm gonna do it. Try Google this right now. So if to all the listeners, if you don't know who Paris Couture is, aka P Millie, she is that one. It's all over your social media, holding the money phone to her ear. Ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. That money is calling. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Paris, before we get started. So uh, my name is Paris. Um, I'm from Los Angeles. Um, I do like a myriad of things. Like So in my professional life, I'm a safety manager. Um, that's what I, That's what my career is. But I'm currently like off work because I do like contract work. So I'm not actually working. But I'm also an entrepreneur. Um, I do real estate wholesaling. Um, I sell cars, but I'm not doing that right now. Um, and I get money on the internet. Yeah, that's what we do. Like, I'm like, I like to... I like to do a little bit of everything. Like I've tried multiple businesses. Like that's why I like Todd so much. Cause he does like literally everything. He does everything. And like what he does is like what people have been downplaying me my whole life. You're all over the place. You can't do that. Like it's impossible. Like you're all over, you don't, you're not focused or whatever. But when I look at him and I see how he's able to manage multiple things, it's like, okay, like the people literally been feeding me like the wrong information, like my whole entire life. So I'm like the type of person that likes to do a lot of different things a lot of like anything that's money related like i i love it i love to talk about business and making money yeah mm, that's dope and i agree and it's so funny like even the people close to you you got to block them out like my mom she tells me stuff and i'm like i love you for being my mom but we're doing something way different than like being my mom stuff I'm over here doing some generational building stuff. I'm over here being a father. I'm over here trying to accomplish these things for my, my family. Right. So it's like, my mom gives me a lot of safe advice. No, I mean, my dad does too. So literally, I was I was talking to my dad the other day, and he was like, I seen your video. I'm like, what? Like, how do you see my video and you don't even have an Instagram? So it's like, that's a little weird, you know? And then I, he's like, oh, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like living my best life. I'm like, I'm promoting this course. And like, we've been making money. And I said, like, life is good. Like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. He's like, so when are you going back to work? I said, I don't know yet. I said, I'm not worried about it. Like, I, I think I have my life figured out at this point. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but my dad, like, as soon as I get off a job, he's literally like, when are you going back? I'm like, bro, like, I just got off of a job and I have, like, tons of money saved. Like, I don't need to rush back to go to a, another project. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like that's just how our, like, parents are ingrained to, like, always be work, work, work. And they don't really understand, like, entrepreneurship and stuff like that. They're just more, like, worried about, like, safe check. Yeah, so. a safe check. <clears throat> yeah, man. Well, you said you said in a tweet, Paris. Um, <laughs> no job interview required to start making money on the internet. Don't let that go over your head. No, that's true. So the reason why I tweeted that is because like I have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people, and literally they're at these jobs, and I feel like they're just like they're getting played, and they're not paying up. They're not playing them with their worth, and like people that. I feel like people that just got out of jail are just people that have been struggling trying to find a job that's going to pay them what they're worth. Like, you could literally hop on the internet and, like, get with the right people, come up with a product, 
and start marketing and like to pay for ads and stuff like that and start making money did you have to interview did you have to show them your qualifications like like sierra said like on the internet you could literally be whoever you want to be like it's it's just so amazing like it's just i'm just blown away by this like all this that's happened in the last month like it's it's crazy i think that is um it's very important because a lot of times we put people in front of our success and so a lot of times those people don't really have your best interest at heart. And so if you're over here, depending on some boss that doesn't look like you, a community that doesn't look like yours, to tell you that you're worthy, you're going to be perpetually frustrated. And I know people who have worked their whole lives and they never get ahead and they're just frustrated when they could just take a different route. And so a lot of times that route looks like just servicing your own people. I would say 95% to 90% of the customers that we work with are African-American. So we're effectively working in the black community. It's just a virtual black community. Right. Where if you were to work in Compton or Detroit or Atlanta, you have to still spend the money, invest, put a storefront in that community to serve the people that look like you. And we do it virtually now. And that's why we win. We win because I'm not trying to get Thomas to love me. He could love me. He could hate me. The white people who follow me is just, thanks for following me. But my message isn't necessarily for you. Right. And so what I found is like, you're going to find your most success connecting with people who look like you. The internet just makes it possible. Right. Yeah. Cool. And the internet money. And Charles, you said, and you talk about this fairly often, you don't have a money management problem. You have a not enough oh, money to manage problem. Yeah. Um, when I was just working a job, I never had enough money. And I used to always think it was me. I used to be like, man, maybe I just spend all my money. Maybe that's the problem. And then as I've grown this internet business, like for the past four years, I've always had a supplemental income that was the internet. Um, recently, the income has grown to the point where I can't spend the money. And what I realized is I still have money to save and invest. And I spend my ass off. I bought 15 <laughs> pairs of Yeezys. I bought a $5,000 watch. I like bought cologne. Watch. Dang, I bought I bought like cologne, but it's good cologne. Bond I bought bond I bought multiple better bottles. And I was thinking about this this is morning. I was like, and I'm not broke. I could still live without working for the next however many years. I didn't stop spending. If anything, I spent more. What happened is I made a lot more money. And so a lot of people would tell you like, oh, you don't have any money because you're spending it all. No, you don't have any money because you don't make enough money. And so if we can focus on making money, as much money as possible, right. we'll be good. Instead of trying to make sense of the small money that we have, we're over here like, yeah, financial literacy would be great. If I just have, if I'm financially literate with my McDonald's check, I'll be good. And the fact is you could be as astute as you want to, but if you got to make the choice between investing or eating, you're going to eat and then you're not going to have any money to invest. And it wasn't because you weren't intelligent. It's because you had to eat. But when you can eat, and one of the things I also talk about a lot is that like your food budget doesn't change because you have a bunch of money. You're still going to eat the same amount of food. And so then you just have this gap left over. Are you better managing money? No, you just have a gap because you made more, made more money. And so I only two with that because I want us to focus on financial literacy is great. You got to learn it, but you also got to hustle and make more money. Exactly. And I, can I add something to that? Absolutely. Of course. So, yeah. So like I talk about that all the time as well. Like, so I was, it's crazy. You said that. Cause I was, I was talking to Sierra one day and I was like, people don't have a money problem. They have a, they don't have a, a savings problem. They have a not making enough money problem. And she's like, no, that's true. And it's like, I'm the same way. Like when I was making a little bit of money, like, I was living paycheck to paycheck and it was just a mess. But when I started 
started making more, that's when I was able to save $20,000, $30,000. That's when you're able to grow your bank account. And like, of course, if you keep your expenses low and your money's going up, like you're, you're just freaking winning. And you could go to Fleming's on a Tuesday and like spend $150 and not feel it. Like, it's just uh, you like, and, and, and I feel like with black people, we sell ourselves short because the job, like you say this stuff too. And I agree with you, like the jobs that you're going after don't pay you shit. And like, you don't have to go be a lawyer. You don't have to go be a doctor, but I work in the oil and gas industry and like construction. So you can literally learn how to be a welder and make six figures. Like my, like my close friend is a project manager, operations manager. And he makes $250,000 a year. No, like he has a degree, but it's an AA degree. You don't even have to go to college. You just need to get a trade that's going to pay you money. Welding, pipe fitter, whatever, whatever it is. Like, and then I feel like we're not taught that in our community. So I feel like more people, we need to be educate these people on like, okay, college isn't for you, but you need to go to a trade school. Like that's just the bottom line. And that's why we continue to be taking these peanut ass jobs, working at warehouses and all that stuff. Like you could take that same energy, go to a trade school for six months. 12 months and really be in your back after that 12 months there's this the book i read a lot um jewish phenomenon it talks about how like jews they go after high income careers whereas other people they go after a career in hopes that if they work their way up they'll make money eventually the problem is that eventually never comes and so (laughs) you got to go after the income immediately and not say like well you know that's what I did. Making no money and hopefully they'll pay me what I'm worth. No, that never it's never gonna happen. They're gonna continue to pay you penny wages as long as they can. And to you right. decide to rise up and go after it. Uh, one of the things that kind of uh, I guess relates to this is I was telling my wife because she told me to stop buying sneakers. And I told her, I was like, what I spend, although it looks like it's a lot of money compared to what I bring in is nothing. And so if I spend $1,000 a week, but I'm making a good amount of money, it might look like I'm wilding out because most people don't make $1,000 a week and I'm able to, I'm able to spend $1,000 a week. So it looks crazy. I spend more now than I like, it, it's just the, the key here, guys, is make more money. 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 That's it. And it's like Paris said, the dope thing about the internet, you can be an ex-felon and still become a millionaire with that internet. Yes, you can. They don't ask you don't have to run no background check. You don't have to go get fingerprinted. You don't have to do anything. Literally, you just have to have an idea and put it in front of the masses. And that's the beauty of it. Like it's just this I've always known about the internet. Like I've done drop shipping. I've done like a lot of different things on the internet. Well not a lot of different things, but I've tried my hands in a few different things and like but this right here, like this affiliate marketing, that's what I love what I love about it so much. Like there's no overhead. Like and we're getting fifty percent. Like this is I've done sales but I've never never got fifty percent of nothing I sold. You know what I mean? So it's like I love it because it just I feel like I'm getting what I'm worth and I I don't feel like someone is like taking advantage of me and just using me. That's what I always kind of hated about sales because I would sell a lot. And then I'll be like, wait, I sold right. ten, twenty thousand $20,000 this month or this week. And they only paid me a thousand. Like I just always felt crazy. And then that's why I just was like over it. You know? That's why I tell people, I'm like, hey, no, me isn't just pulling me down. You're pulling down everybody that's attached to me. And uh, there's a lot of people attached to me. Because right. I'm going to give you 50 because I want you to win. Because if you win, I win. If the community is wealthy, I'm wealthy. It's like, it doesn't make sense for me to be making all this money and nobody else is making money along with me. Like, that is the beauty of working or African-American business is 
yeah, you're making sure a black family is healthy, but that black family is also making sure a whole bunch of other black families are taken care of. So it's not just like a one situation thing. Everybody eats. I just spent like, I spent like $1,000 in ads this week and it all went to black businesses. I literally look at my thing. It's like black business, black business, black business, black business. That doesn't include my black contractors, my black podcast editor, my black affiliates, my black admins, my black, all these things. So it's like the vessel that is me allows a black economy to exist. So imagine we have multiple of those on purpose. And so we start swapping out different products with black products. You're not just giving it to that business owner. If they're doing it right, they should be paying their black affiliates and paying that, which allows that black family to have a sustainable income. And it all works together when we all do good business, but we got to do good business. It can't be like, you know, I'm eating, but you starving. And so like when in my business, and the, in the beginning stages, like we weren't able to eat, but it wasn't because I was eating and they weren't eating. Like, nah, I was ta- I was taking an L2 in the beginning. And so now as we built it up, everybody gets kicked back. And so I can make sure I can put people on who helped me when it wasn't as flourishing as it is now. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Like I was telling my friend, like, you know, everything that you're doing and stuff. And she's like, this man is like, he's doing a lot for the community. Like literally, she's like, you got hired and he wasn't even hiring. I'm like, I know. Like, she's like, I don't understand why they would hate this man. I was like, I don't know either. But he's like, he's helping me. I'm helping. Like, it's just a beautiful thing. And like, we're all winning. And it's just amazing. Like, I love it. And you said it, Paris. Back on my bullshit. You try to stop me. <laughs> But I had to realize I can't let the opinions of others stop me from my greatness. Man, so I know you probably noticed like, I kind of slowed up on the videos because, like, I had, like, the same shit you go through, Charles. I mean, Todd, Charles, whatever, you know, billionaire, millionaire. You know, you go by so many different names. But, like, I, like, people really, like, I had, like, negative, like, input and, like, you know, just people sending my videos to my dad. Like, just different things or people having shit to say or, like, not saying shit at all like my family like people were saying like I'm going crazy on the internet like you know just you need to chill and just a lot of different not so like supportive comments but and then it kind of was like it kind of was making me feel some type of way and like it kind of like made me kind of stagnant but not only that like I was in my own head like how am I gonna top this video like I need to do this I need to do more and then like this typical Gemini taking it too far and I'm like you know what like I just need to like do what the fuck was working and this is what like I have like I listen to your podcast so I have like your voices that play in my head like on a daily and I'm like Charles always says like just do what the hell is working like don't overcomplicate it just keep doing what was working. So I'm like, I didn't have a production team. So like, just keep making the shit on your phone and doing you. So that's what I did this morning. I woke up and I was just like, this is crazy. Like, I'm about to make a video. I was, um, <clears throat> I think I was talking to my wife and we were talking about how like Issa Rae, she, she's doing like all these movies now. So it's gone on past HBO. At one point in time, she got to HBO and we're like, dang, she's on HBO. And now she's on like multiple movies, I think that are on Netflix and maybe even other stuff. And so it's like, what comes after that? But the problem is you can't even get there if you don't do YouTube for free. She was doing ratchet stuff on YouTube. I think they were like holding up a piece of paper, like scene two. Like she just did whatever. And like, that's how you win. We don't lose because we do the wrong things. We lose because we don't do nothing. Right. We should be sitting back like, oh, it ain't going to work. Why even try? Like, because it might work. Tyler Perry wasn't always doing what he's doing now. He's scaled up. He's done different things. And that's how business works. And we talk about this on the show all the time. If you knew that the way to start a business was to start with what you have, more people would be starting. 
But we right. think starting a business is I need to be on Zuck level. And so we're like, well, I'm not on Zuck level, so I might as well just go back to my job. Like, no, that's not how it works. And the other thing I was going to say is it's frustrating that so many people will pull us down, but they won't put us on. Mm. Nobody's out here like, I'm going to put you on. The only people who are putting people on are actually getting hated on right now. Chris has been putting people on for decades, or not decades, but like a long time. (laughs) My whole business model is putting people on. And so it's frustrating because people have limiting advice, but they're not paying your bills. Man, man, that's what I I had to realize. Like, like I'm acting crazy, but I'm getting paid. So it's like, I have to like, you're one of the, honestly, you rose up in the ranks really quick. You said what? In terms of like affiliate sales, you've done really well compared to a lot of other people. Yeah. And that's all organic. I haven't paid for not one single ad yet. And I just, I just dropped some money on some ads this week and I'm about to pay for another ad. But, um, yeah, like it's all just, just being P. Ty's showing me love. That's what it is. Like, I, I thank you so much. Like, I couldn't have done it, like, without you and without, like, Sierra and, like, everybody that supports me. Like, all my supporters, people that message me. Like, like you know what keeps me going is, like, the messages that I get. Like, people literally send me a paragraph and be like, you helped me. Um, You really helped me. Like, I was about to go into a depression. But I seen your video and I was like, shit, let me get back in Todd's courts. You know what I mean? Or, or no, I love it. Keep coming. And like our people need this money like it's just way too much money for us not to be getting it you're hilarious i've been laughing all day at my job like shit like that just makes me like okay i have to keep it going because people are literally in a place where they don't want to be but they see my shit and they're like okay like this is possible you know what i mean it's all humor like this shit like in real life i don't run around with all this cash and stuff i carry cards and like i hate cash but it's like i know like <laughs> this is what people like so i fucking created a fucking character and i'm just going with it you know, I like it's an it. alter ego. <laughs> it's still funny how you like have me walking in the elevator. And you're like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just showed you it, but she's told me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw I had to throw you in there. I had to throw you in there. I'm like, let me add him in here. And I cause I like went to your page. I'm like, let me find a video of him. And then I like did the voiceover and stuff. And I because I knew you would always like if you do answer phone, you would be hella busy. Like just, <laughs> I don't know. It's classic. I think that's cool. Honestly, we need more creativity. We need more people doing things nobody's ever seen. So many No one's have- ever seen. No one's ever seen. Like me and Sarah was just talking about this. She was like, she was like, yeah, like everybody like took her course they were doing like the same type of ad and like you know it's it's like everybody's seen that so I'm coming with some different like a different kind of marketing or a different kind of like imagery so like people are like what the hell is this like she's running downstairs with stacks of money like they didn't know that this shit was a whole like commercial for some shit that's really gonna change their life they just thought it was some ghetto shit or fucking who knows maybe they thought I was selling dope I don't know but <laughs> it got their attention it worked the shit went crazy like I seen the views like people shared the shit on my page like it, it went crazy yeah we need more of it man I feel like sometimes people don't know what's good for them. And so they'll like kind of hate on it and they don't know any better. And then what happens is like years later, like, dang, they were right. And so it's like, we can't expect people to see what's possible or what's right in the moment. We still got to do what we got to do. And then years later, they'll, they'll realize what's going on. Yeah, they'll understand. <laughs> By that time, we'll be on freaking yachts and jets and shit. And be like, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe we need to. Maybe we need to listen up now. It's too late. No, it's never too late. It's never too late, especially with the internet. <laughs>
You're right. You're right. You're right. So you guys mentioned uh, Chris Johnson and Charles. You had you had a tweet where you said, "I think people might have overlooked this because you didn't." I don't think you really expand on it. You said, "No matter how much money I have, a Chris will always have more, always has more." Um, I feel like that was just me doing kind of what I do. Like I never want to outshine the master. I never. Man, want that's crazy. I never want to like act like we're even peers in that sense. So even as I rise up in the ranks, it's like, it's still like, nah, like he's doing his thing. He's helped me do so much. Um, I I think that's so important because I feel like, and I've experienced this personally where people get around me and they start acting like they are me. And then I detract away from them. I get away. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just stay over here now. And I was like, if I want to maintain the relationship with Chris, I got to respect Chris and honor Chris and put him on that level. Exactly. Because I'm just on the other side of it. And so that's why I do that. And that's why I continue to like defer to him. Like Chris has taught me what I've known. Chris has done all these different things because it's the intelligent way to move. The ignorant way to move. And I'm a very, like, there's not a lot, like, I put out a tweet and I was like, I'm humble to bosses. So if I'm not humble around you, you ain't a boss. And so Chris is a boss. Chris does dope shit. I'm humble to Chris. I'm humble to Aisha Seldon. I'm humble to Tyron McDaniels. I'm humble to true bosses. And that's not a knock against other people. It's just, that's just how I function. Like I have a lot of self-esteem. I have a lot of confidence in myself. But when I run across somebody who's dope, I have no problem humbling myself before them. So I don't walk around meek and like small, but when it comes to that level, I do. And it's not even so much because I want to be small, it's because I want to be on that level. And I know right. that I'm not going to get on that level if I'm trying to sun somebody who's on that level. Right. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I learned a lot from Chris, too. I took his course. But honestly, it was like, I took his course and I feel like I slept on it because it didn't like, it didn't click. You know what I mean? But what clicked for me is when I seen Sierra. Like, we, me and Sierra just talked about this. Like, I talked to her probably an hour, like three hours before this whole interview or whatever. But like it clicked because she it was somebody that I could relate to you know what I mean African-American woman she's boss like she made 10k I'm like wait a minute like maybe this is something I need to look into you know what I mean because people say stuff and you know it's cool coming from Chris but he's a man so sometimes you need that woman that's somebody that looks like you for you to take heed to it so like she like before like I had a conversation with her like for an hour like after I took her course because she was like you calling me da, da, da. so she really like called me and like we had an our combo we were just chopping it about like how I should go about it she told me I need to drop my own course like just like telling me everything I need to do and like I literally followed her roadmap and like I feel like I I feel like she's my Chris because she you know what I mean I'm always gonna praise her because she like really took time out to help me and like she's still healthy like she just wrote my caption for like my ad like I love her like she's amazing and like this is somebody that I met on Twitter and like she's like so supportive and so dope like yeah. it's awesome Oh, I thought you guys knew each other in real life. No, we don't know each other. I mean, now we do. Like, we chop it up and stuff and, like, have phone conversations. But, no, I haven't even met her yet in real life. But we're cool. It's cool. It's funny. I think social media is dope because it lets you meet people's mind instead of meeting, like, their outward appearance. Because sometimes we can kind of put on, like, a front and that front can make somebody unapproachable. Versus on the internet, people tend to kind of be more approachable or they're going to approach you just because of the stuff that you're putting out there. So. It depends on the person because, you know, there's a lot of freaking arrogant, not arrogant, but people you DM and they act like they act like they're too good. But those people, I feel like 
they're not going to stick around long. And like the, well, the reason why people gravitate towards me and like a Sierra or something like that, because we're so like approachable. Like I have people that DM me and like, I talk to them like they're my friends, you know what I mean? And they, and then that's another thing I want to talk about. Like I generate a lot of repeat business because of who I am and like how I take time with people. They'll come back and say, Hey, Pete, do you have another course you can buy? I can buy like, what other courses do you recommend? Wow. Or they'll DM me and say, Hey, um, I want to buy this course, send me your link because I want to make sure that you get credit for it. Mm. You know what I mean? So like there's a ton of people on the timeline, but if you're not like selling yourself and being that person that's like they can actually relate to and like actually caring about people, like you're just going to be another affiliate. Bars. Very good bars. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, that whole uh, Chris tweet, I kind of took it a little differently. I, I took it kind of like, um, kind of like being content with your, your, where you are and not, not pocket watching and, and not, not being too full of yourself. And I think it's funny, uh, it reminded me of a moment in episode 48 that I think for sure probably went over a lot of people's heads. When you were talking about how you put some money in the Chris Senegal investment and you said, you know what, I'll put some money in too. And I said, oh, well, you got to put in more money than me. And you were like, and you were like, why? Why I got to put in more money than you, right? And I was, I was kind of like joking, but you were like, why I got to put in more money than you? And I said, well, and if I put in more, you got to put in more. You were like, I'm not trying to compete with you. You know, I think that moment kind of probably went over people's head, but I thought about it later. It's like, you got to be like securing yourself with this money and this thing, man. You can't just, you can't let people, you can't let your ego get you to do stupid stuff. Like somebody said, well, you make more money than me, so you got to put in more money than me or whatever. Honestly, I was, I was talking about something today and I was, maybe it was a thought and maybe there's a tweet that went along with it, but I was like, it's just funny how people, they think that if you have a lot of money that you're going to, to blow it but most people who have a lot of money blow it taking care of other people like i got on like some slacks right now that i need to take to the tailor but i still feel warm today i didn't like say i need to buy a new suit i was like no like it's a suit and i like it and yeah i could probably buy another suit but i'm gonna just wear this suit and so it's just interesting because like a lot of people think that you and this is why I talk about like you don't have a money management problem, you have a no money management problem or no money problem. Is it's like just because you have it doesn't mean you gotta spend it. And also you get to a point where you're very content. And also you get to a point where you're kinda like you're you kinda like even out to the people around you. So it's like if the people around you are just draped in diamonds, you're not gonna be draped in diamonds. You're gonna kinda be content with what you have, which then allows your bank account to be in content. This then allows you to be rich forever as opposed to just rich for the moment. But mm-hmm. so Charles, you yeah, said, people be trying to people be trying to tell you how to spend your money too. Yeah. You gotta watch out for those people. Marriage is so crazy though, because like my wife, she does not want me to spend any money. But I could imagine if I was single, these women would be like, "Oh, you should take me here. Oh, you should buy me that." But like, she just wants groceries <laughs> in a house. <laughs> She's like, as long as we got groceries in the house, we can make sure that the son goes to a good school. Like, she's content. Um, she doesn't have a shopping problem. No, right, I gave her money for, for I gave her money for um, for Mother's Day, and I don't think she spent any of it. And I was kind of mad. I was like, buy something for yourself, and she didn't buy anything. So she has like all the nice stuff that she has. I bought her for as long as I've known her. 
all the nice, all the nice purses, all the nice shoes, all the nice watches, all the nice perfume. I bought it all. She just is not a spender. It's very interesting. I don't know why. But that's, well. good, that's good because that'd be a lot of men's downfall having wives that are spenders. So right. that's the blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Consultant presents the vending machine business webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Yeah, so that's interesting. Like Dave Ramsey, I, I've heard him talk about usually in a marriage, there's a spender and there's a saver. I'm and a spender. It, <laughs> I guess you're the spender. She's a I'm saver. A and he says also that they're also in a marriage, there's a nerd and there's a free spirit. And they're not always, and the nerd is not always the saver. So I don't know where, where you're pulling that. Like the nerd would be the, like the one that manages the money, like who wants to run a budget, who wants to watch the spending and everything, reads the financial books and stuff like that. And the free spirit just wants to do whatever. Don't it's funny because I consider myself the nerd, but in a lot of senses, I'm actually the free spirit. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Because Dave Ramsey said, even though he's the he's the nerd and he does all the financials, personal finance books and all that stuff, he's actually, he's the nerd, but he's also the spender. And his yeah. wife is his free spirit, but she's also the saver. Uh, that's interesting. So, Charles, you said never argue, only win. You know what's interesting about arguments is you can lose an argument to somebody and they could be lying the whole time. And that's one thing I realized about, like, social media is you can go back and forth and people will make up stuff and, like, nothing will really change. Nobody really wins. You just spent a lot of energy trying to prove somebody wrong. And so I don't do that anymore. My goal is only to put my energy towards being successful. So it's like... If, yeah, please don't you know, do it. Yeah, it's like... In I a lot of ways, kind of tries to argument well. You got to push people away. You might say some stuff that's rude and abrasive. And so like Twitter point, Twitter, like top, I'm in the Twitter 2.0 is just like, I'll let whoever think whatever, man. I'm not going back and forth with you. <laughs> Congratulations. I love it. You got to have, you got to have that Jay-Z swag. Do you ever see Jay-Z talking, addressing any negative that anyone ever said about him? Never, right? You got to have that fucking demeanor. Like, and Jay-Z is a whole boss. So you just got to be like on your Jay-Z shit. Like, okay, okay. Bank account is full. It's kind of like that, um, there's a quote that talks about like, if you get in the pig pen with the pig, you get dirty. And he- you get dirty with him too. Yeah. And so it's like, and he's happy because he brought you down to the level. And you just look like shit. So right. that's kind of where I am. Like, somebody hit me with the with the tweet, and they disagreed with, with what I was talking about. And then, like, I hit him with the retweet, and they hit me with the retweet. And I was mm-hmm. like, this isn't going anywhere. Like, if you missed what I said in that initial tweet, you're not going to get anything else. Because some folks, they just live to kind of discredit you. And my old Twitter, I used to get that a lot. People would argue with me just because I had a big following. And they do it so they can get their following up. But they also do it because they get their their rocks off of maybe potentially proving you wrong. 
And so it's like, I just got to do what I got to do. I'm focused on other stuff, man. Yeah, I know it's hard to ignore it sometimes because, like, you'd be like, what? Like, how the fuck this nigga going to say this about me? Like, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know what I do. But you just got to, like, try to ignore it. Because sometimes I get my feathers a little ruffled with the shit people say, too. And I want to jump on and, you know, address it or whatever. Like, just, you know, people, things that people do in real life. But we just can't let people, like, people let people tilt our crowns and our, and our um, yeah. yeah, we're kings and queens. So we just got to stay, keep a level, level head at all times i have a um i have a second twitter account that i call my ghost account it allows me to see the other side of twitter and um <clears throat> what's interesting I, have one is, of those too. <laughs> I kept hearing people talk on uh i have to tell you about my ghost account off, offline <laughs> they um people kept saying like oh haters 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 and haters and so i thought they were talking about me and so I went to my ghost account and I went to people who are consistently haters and I saw that they were completely arguing with like a random person. They were going in, back and forth, digging in on this person. And what I realized is like the people, there's people who are just toxic and they just live for this stuff. They're literally to tear other people down. So they're not tearing you down, they're tearing down somebody else. And it's because they're in a bad place. And so you can't even take it personal when they do it because it's not about you, it's about them. They're not happy with their life. And so the only solution they feel isn't to improve their life, it's to hate on other people. And so it's just your moment. They'll move on. They'll be dogging somebody else. So I just, I just ignore it. I let it pass because the Twitter timeline moves really quick. So people get their rocks off. They say what they got to say and they back on talking about hip hop and rap music, whatever they want to talk about. And so I just let it pass. Why do you go on the other side of the Twitter time? Like that? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I just like to kind of like, well, so I used to want to see what they were saying. And then I realized when I see it, it makes me upset. Exactly. I spend exactly. all day. It triggers you. Yeah. I spend all day tweeting about what they were tweeting about. And like, it always happens. It's like a chemical reaction. I don't even try to do it. Right. And so then I was like, I got to stop doing it. I did it, it today. Feels, it, it destroys your spirit. And it just like, it just makes you into like the person that you truly don't want to be. You know what I mean? So. You just can't feed into it. And that's, you know, that's really, you know, it's crazy. That's how all this shit started, right? So I had made a meme a long time ago. Not a long time ago, but like, because I was like, I wasn't like a part of that side, but I followed some of those people. But when I chose, when I chose that I wanted to be on the winning team, I had to unfollow all of them because they're fucking that shit would get weird. Like always like bashing and all that stuff. Like it just, I didn't want to be involved in it. But I had made this meme a long time ago and I had like this old picture where, I was like, you know, I had all this money on me and stuff, and I was like, sleep, and I had made it. It was like, when haters be like, Todd Capital, I forgot what exactly it said, but it was like something like, when when the haters say, Todd Capital, I don't know what it is. It's in my phone. But basically, it was like, when they talk shit about you, but I'm like, in all this money. So it's like, it's like, niggas is making money, so what, like, what do you have to say? And so I showed it, so after we had, my, me and my boy, like, we had, like, had a, a win on MGM, like crazy, and I sent him, I was like man like this is crazy that they really be talking dog on this man and like we literally just made five hundred dollars in one fucking day on ngn so i like i sent him my meme i was like look at this meme that i made a long time ago he was like man that shit's funny you should post it i was like i don't really like it and i'm like maybe i'll make a new one he's like you should you should so then that's when i made like the money phone and i was like calling you and like they said what they said this they said that <laughs> 
because like the shit really be funny to me. They they be saying all this shit, but niggas is making money. So it's like, okay, like you just don't have a point at this point. Yeah. It's it's sad, man, because it's enough for us all to get it, man. It's and so much, it's so much out here. So much abundance. And you I notice that I was in Orange I was in Orange County yesterday. And it's just rich people all over the place. It's not like one rich person and a bunch of poor people. And so we got to move as though we can all get rich. Like the goal isn't for one of us to get rich. The goal is for us all to get rich. And it's all to be driving well. And it's all to be living well. And it's all to be sending our kids to great schools. Because that's just how a successful community exists. And we can get there if we work together. We don't tear each other down. And if we help each other, because it's like, I've always been the person that's like, help me. It's so funny. I was, um, <clears throat> I think I tweeted something about like, I I tweeted something along the lines of, if somebody puts you on, return the favor. And I started thinking about all the people that I put on. Like people who say crazy shit to me, I put them on. I put on the real estate. I put on Money May Do. I put on everybody. Everything that Money Made It was doing is a duplicate of Thai Capital. I never said that on air. I never said it on tweets, but everything is. The investment club, the real estate investment club, the courses he's selling, the conference he's doing. It's just, I see what Todd is doing and it's working, so let me do it too. And I, don't not knock against I don't even him, know who the hell that is, but okay. It's not a knock against him. It's just show respect to the people that you got it from because that's what I do. I'm not over here like, I, I, I made this all up. I feel like that's lame. It's lame to steal somebody's shit and then act like you created it. Like, I just feel like that's, that's just it's whack to me. I feel like I sound like Dame Dash right now. That's Chatty Patton <laughs> stuff right there. We're going to do that in Harlem, it's man. Copy, Harlem, it's freaking copyright infringement. Well, it's funny you say that. I remember when I first discovered you, I, I don't know about copy. Like, honestly, my experience is when I first heard of you, I think soon after I heard him would do, and I remember looking at his stuff and your stuff, I was I was kind of like trying to make a choice, like almost like who to follow. Because <laughs> not so much who to follow, but it was like you both had a stock investment club. And I said I want to join one of them. And I'm looking at who, which one do I want to go with? And then he had like the, the real estate. I kept thinking, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like it was like so similar. Stock investment club and a real estate investment club at the same time. And I was, I, I noticed that. I definitely have noticed that from day one. Like it's almost like the same thing. But I felt like he was, his was kind of like, like you said, like no knock to him. I still don't have a knock against him because I haven't already seen anything. I haven't really noticed anything negative from him. But to me, it felt like he was kind of like trying to look polished. He, he was trying to look fancier than he was at the time. Mm. You know, you were just kind of like, like how you always say, get started, get fancy later. And you were kind of doing, you were kind of moving more than he was while he was, he was, he, I mean, he's doing his thing. But. That's why you don't want to be a copier. <clears throat> Because things change. And if you're a copier, you're always going to be behind. You're always going to be lagging behind because you don't even really know what's going on. And so <clears throat> I just say, choose your original ideas and be yourself. So it's like nobody can be P. Millie like P. Millie can be P. Millie. I wouldn't even try. It would look right. foolish out there trying to do what she's doing because you don't know what she's going to I don't know what she's going to do next. Maybe she doesn't know what she's going to do next. I don't next. even know what I'm I'm always do sure. Like, I never would have expected a sleeping video today. Like, <laughs> I always expect, like, the champagne again. But I just think it's dope, and I support whatever you're doing. But, like, if anybody is trying to be her, they're going to lose if they're competing with her because she can only be her. Right. And so I feel like that's just the way it is. And it's no knock to them. Like, they can do whatever they're doing. 
But I'm just saying, like, you should probably show a little bit more respect. I think he was one of the people that was more silent during all that stuff, too. I think he had to be silent because I think that uh, B Real Estate is funding some of his stuff. So he, he couldn't really, like, speak up. And that's why Dame Dash says, put your own money up. Because you don't want to be have to be silent because somebody's fronting you. It's like, if you don't put your own money up, you're not a boss, you're a supervisor. I listen to Dame Dash like every night. I'm going home to listen to Dame Dash tonight. He has great content. Yeah, I was always wondering about you guys' relationship. Like, I'm like, you seem like you guys are cool, but then it seems like I always wonder, like, you guys seem cool, but then uh, I don't know if y'all were like frenemies. Like, I, I, I never really understood completely. So, but it always seemed like you I have, guys a, like, I, have a, I have a, I have a problem with people disagreeing with me for the sake of disagreeing with me. And for the longest time, like he would do that in my in my mentions a lot. And so, like, I had to block him. And then B Real Estate was doing the same thing, just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. So I had to block them. And then I unblocked them. We became cool again. <clears throat> and me and Maydu haven't fallen out. I think he he's he's African, so he kind of gets it. They're, they tend to be more level-headed than others. But um, other people, I've said some stuff to maybe upset them, maybe. Well, uh, I, I upset the Bitcoin crowd, even though I was right. Like, how do you upset people and be right? Sometimes being right will make you people mad at you. And then I upset the wholesaling crowd. I like wholesaling's dope. Wait, wait. So them. I have a question about that. Like, what do you, what, what, because you mentioned in a podcast, like, the reason why you pissed all these people off because you said some shit about, like, wholesalers. Like, what do you have against wholesalers? I'm glad you asked that question. So too. Chris Senegal posted a, something and he said, like, if he runs across a wholesaler that, like, forced somebody to sell a property before they're ready, he's not going to buy that deal. Yeah, and that's so, tacky. I'm not against wholesaling per se. I'm against unethical wholesaling. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so that comes in different forms. Unethical wholesaling could also be where you have this huge assignment fee and there's no profit for me at the end. I used to hate that when you get a deal from a wholesaler and it's at retail. It's like, so I'm going to put the money into the rehab and then you've taken all the equity. Like that, wholesalers might love it, but I'm not buying that deal ever. It just doesn't make any sense. It's not a 7525 deal. Um, so that's one of my issues. And the other was just like, I feel like if we're wholesaling in African-American areas, we should be selling to African-American. Right. And that's I'm just I'm not a fan of like, I'm not a fan of, cause always like colonizers or like not colonizers, but slave traders, they bought slaves from black slave traders. They weren't buying it from white slave traders. They would go to Africa and then some African dudes would sell them to slaves. And so I'm like, I don't feel like we should facilitate that. We should have the intelligence to figure out ways to keep our communities instead of pimping it out and then getting mad when we don't have anything left over. Right. And and that's what I, and I'm like, I'm with you on that. And that's what, like, that's how I do my business. Like, I'm not trying to take advantage of nobody. I'm honest. And like, I was telling Sierra about this. I was like, yeah, like my goal is like, I want to help revitalize this neighborhood. So like, if I can, if I'm flipping in Compton or doing anything in a neighborhood, I want to give money back to the schools that I'm actually making bread in. And I hate that. I hate that wholesalers, flippers, all these real estate people are coming into the African-American community and they make all this money and they don't sell anything back into the community. Like they won't even go to the, the school in that same neighborhood and buy them all new books or at least give them a free seminar and like educate kids on how to get into real estate and like show them a tour of what they did. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of things that I want to do. Like like this deal that we just did on this land deal in Atlanta, like we sold the deal to uh, African-American. He's young too. He's a real estate developer. And 
and he develops in Atlanta and he's black and he holds them. He doesn't sell them. He does. He's not a flipper. He keeps them in his portfolio. So yeah, like that's kind of like, that's the business model that I want to kind of have for like my business is like work with all black people. But then like my friends are like, how are you going to do that? Like, you know, it's white people, like, especially in LA, like I don't really wholesale in LA, but it's a lot of white people that are moving into like, you know, Slauson area and like, you know, up, up by, um, west la and stuff like that those those areas are becoming highly highly gentrified but the problem is we're not able to participate in those areas because the africans americans once again are not making enough money to afford the houses so that's how we kind of like screw ourselves out of the deal in the end because the buyers that are buying are the asians the whites those are the people that are making the money to afford it so it's like you can try like my friends that are flippers they're like i'll be like on them like you want to sell to buy they're like no hispanic bought it or something like that but they want would like for a black person to buy it but the black people don't come with the money so it's like you know that's kind of how i feel like um we got to find a solution to that problem and i'm i'm a proponent of not just doing business but doing intelligent business and so we have to figure out a way and it might it might not be the way things have always been done but like no other community would do that to their community for a buck like there's certain things that are more viable than a buck and so I always have, always have this conversation on Twitter about like buying a house in cash. And people will say like, why would you buy a house in cash when you can invest that money and make 10%? I'm like, because I want my son to never have to worry about where he's going to live. To me, that's priceless. And so I feel like having a community that's your community, that's safe and healthy and everybody wins, is priceless. And we can't allow people to conveniently put values on properties that price us out and we also got to figure out a way to make sure that everybody's making money in, the, in that deal. And so that's the frustrating part because in a lot of ways, the economics don't make sense. But we got to figure out a way to do it in a way that it makes sense. If we know how to type a property and redevelop a community, we have to redevelop a community responsibly. Otherwise, why even do it? Why make money and all you have is money? Like if you have money but no community, what do you really have? And well, so like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm listening. No, I just want to to say like my vision like my dream is like i feel like a solution to that kind of sort of is like i don't know how it's going to be done but i literally have like this vision of like i want to build like affordable housing like so our problem is not being able to afford five hundred thousand dollars for a house seven hundred thousand like i want to create like either a non-profit or i don't know how it's going to happen or how it's going to work but i feel like if we could sell the properties at damn near at cost to other african americans 200 or 300 whatever it costs to build it and then we we um we facilitate having our own like like loans and stuff for us and then we're because the ne- another thing we can't qualify for funding or whatever so if we have like our own like not like a knocker program but basically it, it would basically kind of be like a, a loan that's based off of people with lower income or whatever but we'll help them with the house they're going to get a house at an affordable price and the payments are going to be affordable and then we built it we made it we funded it we did everything and that's how we can get other blacks to own properties in LA like I I don't know how that's gonna work but i have that written down and i just that's like my vision i don't know how it's gonna happen but i feel like that's what would do it if we sold the properties at cost Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. 
I think as a genius idea, I was I, somebody posted something and he said that he realized that it's not about outworking the next man, but outthinking the next man. And we're not being outworked. We're not being outcreated. We're not being out whatever. We're being outthought. They beat us because they outthink us. And Dame Dash talks about this on one of his posts. He was like, you have these nerds who aren't better than you, but they just, they beat you because they use their mind. And so that's the only way that they can beat you is by using their mind. And so we got to combat mental gymnastics with more mental gymnastics, knowing that I guarantee we'll find a solution. And that one is a great solution. Another solution that I thought of is just building up. And so you have these inner city communities. And so like, I was looking at like in, like you drive down Crenshaw, Crenshaw has a lot of homes that are like older homes but they have all this airspace. And so it's like, why not just build on top of what they have there, the land to be free, let the person who lives in that house stay there for free, whatever they owe on it. And now you have a new structure on top of the structure for like little to no cost. It's possible. People will say, you can't do that. But then you have people who pop the top on homes all the time. They literally take off the roof, build a second story, and now you have a house. But instead we turn it into a duplex. So now you have somebody on top of you who was living and we were able to sell another house. And so I just feel like we have to be creative. And I think that wholesaling as a strategy is great, but I feel like it's still a, a strategy that we co-opted from another culture. So we need to figure out a strategy that works for us, that's still real estate related, still ownership related, and still allows us to retain ownership. And I think that's where everybody's going to win. If everybody's going to win, none of us wins. Like the options course wins because people win. It's not just like buy my shit and go broke. Like, no, buy my shit, get rich, and I'm going to get rich too, right along with you. Like that's the that's the goal. The goal should be everybody winning, not just one person winning. I think I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, that's why Dame Dash is dope, but it's also kind of why he got screwed. Dame Dash taught everybody else how to be bosses with the understanding that they're going to be bosses together. But instead, what happens is they went off and they created their own little mini empires and they were like, fuck you, Dame Dash. And so I'm like, what if Dame Dash just kept all that intellect to himself? And was like, well, I'm the boss and y'all employees and I'm going to sow these employee seeds on you. But instead, he was sowing boss seeds on people and they all went off and they like loved it up on this stunning on him. Right. True. I was seeing a video of him from way back when uh DJ Clue was working with Rockefeller and he was yelling at some of the artists and he was telling them, You guys need to learn to be bosses because what if something happens to him and he falls? You can't have everybody fall because he falls. But Dame Dash is underappreciated. He is. But before I move, move we move on, I want people listening to really, really pay attention to what both you guys were just talking about. Um, one thing, I really like what Paris was saying about going back to the, the neighborhood that she's making money in and donating to the schools. I haven't really heard that from anybody. I think that's really, that's dope. Me. <laughs> and, also, like Charles is saying, we gotta be creative. We gotta, we gotta think. And I think things like this, like Charles has his ideas and Paris has her ideas, and when they come together, you come up with something new. Um, I like what she's talking about, like maybe possibly like um, what they have, like the Jewish society loans or something. You know what I'm talking about, Charles? Yeah. Like they, they give them in, interest interest free loans to their people if they really need it. And um, Charles is talking about turning single family residences into like duplexes, stuff like that, all interesting. I think Paris, you should you should probably look at what Chris Senegal is doing and see if what what you can use from his plan too. Because he yeah, I met Chris 
Senegal. He's dope. I met him when I was in Houston not too long ago. I, he had, they they had like a um, a RIA meeting and I talked with him and stuff like that. And I've been following him for a while too. Like when I first was trying to get into wholesaling, like I messaged him and he told me like his first thing was like you need to get all these books, Think and Grow Rich, this one, the flip. Like he told me to get all these books and stuff like that. So yeah, he's a really good dude. That's cool. Yeah. So people listening, we got to get more creative. We got to expose ourselves to the ideas of other people that are doing things and just create a mishmash, mush, a mix, come up with something real dope. And Paris, you said, I'm on my fuck shit. I'm on my fuck being humble shit. I'm ready to be <laughs> Um, why did I say that? I, I don't know. You know why did you I say that? Like, no, because <laughs> I had just got, I think I had just got off the phone with Michelle. So that's crazy, right? The beautiful internet. So like, it's Michelle crazy Welch. how God got, yes, your, your guest, your last, like your other, other guests. Yeah. So Episode after I listened to her interview, I was like, she's dope. Like she's a boss. Like I love it. She's a Gemini. Like I was like, just so impressed. Cause I was like on my jog and stuff. And she was saying like a lot of different things i was like oh i love what she's saying like i did it right and like i followed her and like she was somebody that i like genuinely admired and thought was so dope so like after the video dropped next thing i know one day she messaged me like in the dm like hey we should collab on something i was like like kind of like a fan like you know how like that one person that you think is dope and then they reach out to you and you're like ah! <laughs> so like that's what happened that's what happened to me and like so i had we were talking on the phone like at 4 a.m and she was just like we're just talking about like being humble and like you know sometimes you know you just gotta let people know that you're really that beat so like i don't know and then i feel like sometimes a lot of times like especially like with family and just a lot of people like they'll tell me like that's why i kind of stopped posting on facebook they're like they'll say like i'm bragging or like yeah your posts do kind of come off of as bragging a lot or this that and the other and i'm like really genuinely just celebrating my damn accomplishments and shit it's like i don't never like try to boast or brag like i have i've been through a lot of life so like i'd be impressed my damn self so i'd be trying to like celebrate or inspire somebody but like weird people they'll take it as like bragging and like sometimes i don't want to be like i'm humble i'm very humble but sometimes you want to like pop your shit you know what i mean so it's like you have those days where you're like you gotta let people know like i'm sure you feel like that time like i'm that inward <laughs> i'm that beat you know what i mean I feel like it, it's important. You just said something that I get a lot is like you sometimes impress yourself. And so it's tough because a lot of people will say like, this is impossible or you can't do that. And then you do it. And right. so it's like you got to share it. And it's not because you're trying to stop away. You be like, blown away yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like this whole internet shit, like me making like, I think I'm at like maybe like 2,500 or something. I don't know. Like, but that week, like the first week after the, that was, it was like a $1,200 week. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like this shit is crazy. Like I made very good money. I make good money on my job. I make, you know, good money. So like money is not new to me, but like I was just telling Sierra, like, this money this internet money it's a different kind of high it's a different like it does something to you like i just get so excited like it just is crazy like you don't like i'll wake up sometimes and i have like six cells and i'm just like you sometimes if you're not strong you could be lazy you're like i'm not doing shit but like it's just amazing and it's just like you just want to keep getting it and like that's why i was like pushing that like this digital business course and chris course because it's like 
Like, everybody needs to do this shit. And, like, it's crazy how, like, things really come full circle. So I don't know if you saw that tweet I posted the other day, but I was admiring you in January. Because, like, I was tripping out how you list your economic group pack or something for, like, $50. And you were like, next 20 people, oh, yeah, um, so. get, it for, get, it for, get it for $50. And I, I sent my friend a screenshot, and I was like, he just sold this and made $1,000. And she was like, bomb. I was like, man, this is crazy. And I was like, I was like, girl, like, I'm trying to figure out this digital product bag. Like, I'm trying to, like, I was like, we need to come up with something. I said, we could sell it for $10, $20, $50, $100, whatever. I said, we have so much information and knowledge. And then I literally asked her at the end of conversation, I was like, what is it that you do right now? We can make a course. Like, that was my conversation with her. And, like, for it to, like, mount me, be, like, partnering with you and, like, being an affiliate for you and, like, seeing everything that you're doing and, like, me finally getting a piece of, like, the pie. It's just, like, crazy how just everything just, like, comes back. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just so hyped. <laughs> so hyped. Because it's a, you, you said it in a tweet. I'm so hyped. Internet, internet money makes you hyped. I mean, you said it. It does. Sometimes I can't even sleep at night. Because you just be like thinking about like the future and like, 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 I don't know if you, I'm sure you do this, Charles. Like sometimes you just see your shit and you'll just look at everything you're doing and you're just like, you just think of the future and like, damn, like I'm really about to be on a whole nother level. And you like, you either get chills or you literally just so anxious you can't even sleep and you're just like, your mind is just like going, going, going. <laughs> Can you relate or not? Um, in a lot of ways, yes. Yeah. 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 It's dope. So you both, you two had some, um, Similar tweets here. Charles, you said the cancel comes before the come up. And Paris said, man, they canceled you, but God heard you back. One word, man. overflow. I want to hear her response first. So I, the reason why I said that is because like like a week before, a week before like all this overflow happened, like I had a lot going on in my personal life. Like it just seemed like everything was crashing down. A lot of like drama, right? And like people were, I'll say I got quote unquote canceled or whatever. Like people, you know, people had it out for me. But literally like after that, and I was like, I was hurt by it. I was for sure hurt by it. And I was down, right? But then next thing you know, the week later, like the chaos or whatever that trigger was, it literally is what sparked everything. It lit a fire under everything. Like people were messaging me, like, how do I get started? You know, because sometimes you'll tweet something and it might be a trigger for somebody else but in a, in a negative aspect but it'll be the trigger that literally draws people towards you like the mgm they're out mgm spending money i'm at I'm, I'm at home in my bed making money that ruffled a lot of feathers you know in real life so it's like but that got people like that's when shit was like well damn what are you doing da 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 I need to buy this. Like, damn, you made that off of that? Like, they wanted to know more. And then it was like, then it was a streamline. Then the videos came. And then it's just like, overflow, overflow. Then I'm on Todd Capital. Then Todd Capital is posting me more. Then it's just like everything. Then then it's just, it's just, everything is just building and building. And it's like, wow, like, the enemy will try to rob you and to steal your joy. But like, when you're just destined and you're called, no one can stand, no one can stand in the middle of that. Like, so it's like, at the end of the day, I said that on my other video, like, they're out here canceling people, but it seemed like every time they cancel somebody, they level the fuck up after it. So it's like, I want y'all, I want society to quote unquote cancel me so that I can go into <laughs> the victory and the glory that God has called me for. Because that's like, you know, that's where the abundance is. That's where it's like exceedingly 
above all that you can ask for and imagine. So it's like, I want to be in that, you know, I want that kingdom success. So like, yeah, you fucking, I could cancel me culture success because kingdom success is really where the millions and the billions are. Cancel comes before the come up. I feel like the most immediate example is Kanye. Yeah, um, for sure. And I feel like so many of us kind of dumb down who we are to fit into a bunch of people who aren't really anything. And so like, you have to look at who is canceling you. Are you getting canceled by bosses? Are you getting canceled by a bunch of nobodies? And it's a bunch of nobodies who are over here like, oh, you canceled, you canceled, yay. I'm like, when's the last time y'all sold a billion dollars worth of sneakers? When's the last time you guys helped thousands of people make money? They haven't done anything, but they're canceling you. And so like, even the people who have achieved some success, it's like, what did you do to get to that success? Did you actually help anybody or you just take a bunch of money from other people? And so I've just, I noticed, and I said something, I was like, when you get canceled, it puts a battery in your back. It's like, I got to prove you wrong. Now. Right. That's, what, gotta, that's I, what it kind of did for me. It was like, all right, fuck that. Y'all not fucking with me? I'm really about to go up and make you fucking mad. Not like that, but it's like that. You know what I mean? I'm really, you're like, it's about to go stupid. Right. But I feel like <laughs> the truth is, is those people were never really for you in the first place. You just didn't know it until they publicly expressed it. And so that's one of the dangerous things is you're hanging around people who aren't really for you, but you think they are. And so you're over here expecting them to help you and expecting them to promote you and expecting them to put you on. You're not getting it. You're like, damn, like I'm not getting success because I'm not who I'm supposed to be. When in actuality, you just got to bank on you. And when everybody else turns their back on you, that allows you to bank on you. When in reality, that's all you had in the first place. And so, like, I I kind of relate this to, like, the whole Black Lives Matter and the whole, like, racial injustice and getting allies and all that stuff. It's like, you don't got no allies. They act like they're your allies, but they out here making it so it's 50-50 at Facebook or 50-50 at Twitter or 50-50 at LinkedIn. It's like 4% of us at those. And I'm actually wondering if those 4% are actually tech jobs. Are those just, like, janitors and security? Or are those actual, like, full-on people that are working there? I'm genuinely curious. And so... It's not even a knock against them. It's just more so like bank on you 100% because my mom ain't giving me the down payment for this house. My mom ain't taking care of all these things. I was thinking about this like, like, damn, like it was Father's Day. My dad didn't send me shit. I was like, but I'm still accomplishing my goals. I was really like upset. I was like, he didn't send me a damn thing. And so I started to think, I was like, maybe it's because of like the dynamics of stuff. Um, I feel like when having a child becomes a bill, as soon as you get rid of that bill, you tend to kind of like not want to have to pay anything else. But like my mom gave me a bunch of stuff and my stepdad gave me a bunch of stuff. But I just, I think about that a lot. Like at the end of the day, even, even in a marriage in a lot of ways, like at the end of the day, you got you and getting canceled allows you to reinforce the understanding that you have you. And at that point in time, you can go all in on you and you can also be unashamedly you, meaning that I'm going to promote what I want to promote, how I want to promote it, when I want to promote it and the way I want to promote it. And I'm going to win because of I'm just being original. I'm not trying to fit into some people who don't want to see me win in the first place. Like they're not for you. They act like they're for you, but they're not for you. Yeah, I think a lot of times too, you don't even, it's just unfortunate. Like people really like be kind of envious of you, you know? And it's just, yeah, it's that really too. sad. That, that too. And it, it's funny because- And you don't even be knowing you know, why the hell they're envious. You really be like trying to help people and you help whatever. And it's just like some shit, like people just have stuff deeply rooted in them. And I don't know what it is. Even the people you support and put on will still feel that way. 
you'll support people and put them on and they still won't help you out because they're still like, I got to get it. And it was so crazy to me because it's like, I give people free stuff and I put people on and I promote them and they don't ever do that for me. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like you would think it'd be reciprocated. But at this point in time, I realized like success isn't contingent upon your friends and your family and the people in your immediate circle helping put you on. It's contingent upon you getting to the strangers. The more right. strangers you get to, the more money you're going to make. Yeah. That's why I tweeted that. I one tweet and it like it, a lot of people retweeted it. Seven point. 7.8 billion people in the world stop waiting on your friends and family to support you better get on the internet and run up a check. And that's 100%. like, that's what it is at this point. 100%. That, that, that alone will change your life. When you start looking to serve strangers, because in the beginning of my business, if like somebody I didn't know wanted to do business with me, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know you. But you have to get over that hurdle. A lot of people, they're like, I have to know you to serve you. <laughs> on like some like drug dealer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay-Z said that. But like, I, I, this is why it's so important to work with and for African-American business owners is you really get to see how they really make money. And when I was working with the family down at Watts, I realized like the people who come in here spend big bucks aren't the people who live across the street. It's the Hispanic family or the Caucasian family who drove in 20 miles to go and experience this this restaurant. Like those are people that are gonna spend big money with you. And in a lot of ways, like it's even the African American people who drive in to support you. So you're gonna get support from the people in UK, people in Canada, people in Africa, people in Texas, Florida, Georgia, before you really get support from people close to you. And that's why honestly the internet is so powerful because people in your city, they don't really want to see you blow up. They want you to stay small and stay down. But if you're going to blow up, you got to get to the people who don't really give a fuck if you blow up because they don't even really got to see you in the first place. Like Sierra said, they don't want to see me in a Bentley Bottega. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. They don't want to see it. We got to put that on the shirt too. That should definitely go on the shirt. So we'll, we'll do 50, 50 with her or something. Charles said, winners win. We win now. We will win later. We will win if you get changed. We will win. We will win if you don't. Um, I don't know what the the genesis that genesis of that tweet was, but I think it has something to do with just like hey, that's expecting that's expecting like change or expecting something to happen for you to win. And I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like it's a mistake to walk around acting as if when things get better, you'll win. And I realized this, like people have been winning like across the board and the world's still been the same. It's like Chris has been saying, he's been tweeting, he's like, things aren't right. The system sucks, get rich anyway. Like just get rich anyway, do well anyway, hustle anyway, be great anyway. And so that's all I was saying. And also I was just showing like, there really is no opposition. A lot of these people out here, like they're nerds. I was leaving the office and I was walking across from Flemings and there's like these two Caucasian ladies. And I was like, I don't really respect it if, if you're living life and you didn't have to earn it. Like we out here grinding, becoming better, reading books, putting out content, building a business. And you just feel like you're better just because you have it. But like, how'd you get it? Did you get it because you inherited it? Did you get it because of whatever? Like it took nothing of you. So who's better off? Who's more polished? Who's more refined? Who's sharper? Who's more, who's going to get the next bag? Like you might've got the bag that you walked into, but we're over here getting the next bag. 
And I realized that even when I was in Orange County, I was like, it's a lot of people out here in Orange County walking during the day, taking their dogs out, going to school. And I was like, y'all are rich. Y'all are married to somebody who's rich. Your dad is somebody who's rich. I am somebody who's rich because I, I did it. And so I was like, I look at you, I was like, you might have like money, but you didn't really earn it. Like, we're not on the same level. You might think that you're better, but we're not on the same level. And I look at that a lot because a lot of times people will look at you like, oh, he's African-American male, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, like, I've done things you can't do. I've done things you won't do. I've done things that just aren't going to happen. So it's like, who really is at that level? Just because you think that you're at that level, does it make you at the level? No. Yeah. The winners roll with the winners, period. <laughs> Eric says she's on the winning team. Uh, Man, you got to pick your side. Gotta pick your side. That's why, like, Gary Vee, he always talks about how, like, he doesn't really respect people who root for legacy teams because it's like, I feel like we're all an under- underdog. Like, we're all the Chargers. We're all the Jets. He rules for the Jets. Cause it's a grind. We're starting from nothing. We're not the New York, we're not the New England Patriots of life. We're not the Los Angeles Lakers of life. We're the Clippers. We still trying to get it. And so like, that's why I resonate more with people who are trying to get it. It's like, what are they doing to get it? What pieces together are they putting to get it? What books are they reading to get it? What podcasts listen to get it? Like, who are they connecting with and what are they doing to get it? Like, I feel like I resonate with that more than the just like, I'm great because somebody 20 years ago won a championship. So therefore I exist in a, a great organization. Like I just, I could I can't connect with that. That's why I've never been able to be like a Laker fan. You might be a Laker fan, Paris. So I apologize if you're a Laker fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never been able to be a Laker fan. I love the Lakers. Basically you like people that get it out the mud. And that's what I am. I get it out the mud, figure it out and run with it because like in a lot of ways that's what we're coming from so it's like why even convince yourself of any different like just do what you gotta do to get it out of the mud what does that look like i haven't read aisha's book but i feel like like that's why i talk about so many things like not spending money on dumb stuff and working weekends working evenings getting a side hustle starting a business i was like my financial advice isn't general financial advice it's financial advice for black people like people who aren't don't come from wealth people who might not be getting paid the most wages. People who might be getting fired before the next guy. Like my advice is for that guy, you need to protect yourself because they might say F you sooner than you're ready. Right. So if you're out here and you don't got a bunch of money saved or you don't got a side hustle, my advice is for that guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Buy income. <laughs> I just want to pop champagne every day of my life. It's so much fun. Man, it's, it's a celebration. Like, have you ever popped a bottle of champagne, Charles? Not like you've done. Not like... <laughs> you got to <laughs> You got to do it one time. Like, it's a different kind of... I know I say everything's a different kind of rush, but, like, it's, it feels amazing. I've never done that either. That was the first time you've seen it on that video, but it felt so good. Did you, like, you it shake felt- it up in advance or something with your thumb over the front? Or do you, like, leave the cork in? It just in? felt great. It just felt amazing. Do you leave the cork in and then you shake... It and then it pops no, out. So, so backstory on the video. So, like, I had the champagne and like I had kind of shook it up before, and then I was like sitting it, like, I had I, I sat it on top of like this ledge or whatever, and like I was getting everything ready for the shoot or for that particular scene. And next thing I know, the fucking cork flies off. Boop. I'm like, fuck, there goes my whole pop because I wanted to pop it on camera. So it like flew off, and so I couldn't do the whole pop. So it still worked. So I was just shaking it and that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes of social media. She <laughs> lost the cork. She lost the cork. I didn't know it comes up like, like 10 minutes prior. 
but the show must go on. Must go on. No, I just feel like I just feel like every day right now is just like a celebration. Like life is good. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like and that's another thing I too like I do a lot of things and I do a lot of things that I should be proud about and like I don't ever celebrate it. I'm just so busy on chasing the next goal, the next this, the next this, get more money, do this, close another deal. You know what I mean? And I just like really don't take time to be like, no, you need to like celebrate and like be proud of this. But I'm just always chasing the next like the next goal. So like I told myself now I'm gonna start celebrating like like if it's accomplishment, I'm gonna try to do something to celebrate. I like it. That's cool. Later. Yeah, we can do that. All right. So it was good having Paris on. You know, be sure to watch out for Paris in the yeah, coming I'm gonna months. Yeah, drop- I'm going to be dropping a course soon. So check, 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 keep your eyes out for that. Yep. Wholesaling, of- wholesaling real estate without the tears. Coming like soon. Like without it. the tears. Like yeah, because this should be having me crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and I think I'm gonna do a course too on like how to turn your DMs into a cash flow because like I really be closing sales out here in the DMs and like a lot of people like don't DM me, stay out of my DMs and just acting crazy like don't want to talk to customers. But it's like we're in the business of sales, so like that's how I close a lot of different like sales is because through DMs and I like really try to figure out the customer's needs and I ask the right questions. So what are you trying to accomplish? Or like you know I get to their needs and then I spin it back to them and say like well so like I just the other day I don't know if you noticed but I saw like two courses to the same dude because he was like saying that he wanted to make money and I was like he asked me about Sierra's course and then he was like okay so I'm gonna get this and I was like but honestly if you really want to be in your bag like you need to get Chris's course too so like these two courses go together so I like sold him two courses and like one deal and I think he ended up buying the options course too after that because he's seen I traded options so like three courses and one DM transaction at 1155 at night. And nobody's so like, doing it like her. <laughs> she popping champagne and winning in real life. People think it's just videos. Like, nah, she's killing it. She's doing mm. the stuff you don't even see. That's dope. And I do need to get back in the DMs. Um, yeah, you, there's, somebody- a of, there's a lot of money in the DMs, Charles. You got to get yeah, to the DMs. It's hard. It's, or hire somebody. You got to hire somebody or something. But people have like little, I know it's annoying. Like when people ask like stupid shit, I don't answer them. But like if they have like a legit question, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I answer them. And like people be having like little minute questions. And if you just answer real quick, they're like, okay, okay. I'm about to buy it. They yeah. just have little questions that they want to know. That's true. That's true. I could probably double my sales getting the DMs again. I'm going to get in the DMs. <laughs> what what are we going to call this episode? They don't want to see me in the Bentega. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick us up. We okay. really got to put that on the shirt. I think that would sell. I like making just like putting anything on a shirt. So we could have 50 I'm about to come. I'm about to come out with a shirt too. What's going to say? It's going to say, look, it's going to be like a stack of money or something. And it's going to say ring, ring, ring. ring and then it's going to say when the money's calling. I like yeah. it. I was going to tell you to do cause that. Look, cause I don't know if you noticed, but like people is catching on to the ring, ring, ring. Like I've emailed you the ring, 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 and this other girl messaged you ring, ring, ring. They love the ring, <laughs> ring, ring. The ring, yep. ring, ring is iconic. You got to be yep. you. I feel like if anybody takes anything from this, from this episode, it's like be you and F everybody else. Like that's the, that's the solution. And I talk about that in uh, – the six-figure business is like, I won on Twitter because I'm authentic. I might have unconventional political views. I might have unconventional views on whatever. 
But I'm going to tweet it out there. And like she said, like the people who aren't for you are going to run away and people who are for you are going to run to you. And like there's so much value in that. And just like being you, because also what's going to happen when you're being you is you're going to be happy. If you are over here compromising yourself for a buck, you're going to be miserable. You might have money, but you're going to be miserable. Who wants to be miserable with money? I'd rather be happy and have money because I'm being myself with people that I want to be with than miserable people who I don't really even like. I'm just trying to fit in with just because I feel like that's the way to get money. And that's not the only way to get money. Right. So my name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire, signing off. Take him out, Raphael. Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of courses, be sure to get the brand new course from Todd Capital, uh, How to Build a Six-Figure Digital Business. Pretty good. I bought it myself yesterday. Pretty good. Absolutely. And there will be more updates to it. Absolutely. Toddcapital.co. Get all the courses. It's all about making money, man. It's all money making. Be sure to follow Paris on Twitter at Paris Couture. P-A-R-I-S-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. And on Instagram, she is at Paris Millionaire underscore. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Work Money Life and follow the podcast and follow and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow Charles at Todd Billion on Twitter. No S. Also Todd Billion with no S on Instagram. Can I just add one last thing? Yes. Back off of what Charles said, like being yourself. Sometimes like you might, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard being another person, being yourself or whatever. I'm going to say this, even if you have to create another persona. So like how P Millie came about is that I listened to this guy named Charlie and he was like, you got to create a superhero for yourself. Somebody that's going to save you. Somebody that's not afraid to upload because the person that uploads the most in 2020 is the person that's going to win. So like all the shit that I'm doing, I really probably wouldn't do this in regular life. Like I'm, I'm an overthinker, over analytical, but P Millie is a motherfucker that don't care. We're going to just act a fool. We're going to act crazy. We're going to get it. And, like, you can't, you just, you got to create somebody that's just not afraid to, like, to go after it. And, like, what did he say? Like, be yourself. Even if it's a person that, a character that you have to make, that's a person that's fearless and don't give a fuck about what nobody has to say. So, I'm going to just, I just wanted to end that with that. Be yourself. Let's keep getting money. Let's keep getting these internet bags. And we're all winning 2020 until, right? <laughs> because, look, I'm going to hit them with this one, right? Three things successful people do. They don't, they don't wish, they don't wonder, and they don't watch. So, okay, okay. don't do those three, and let's get it. Let's get it. And on that, I'm going to these clips on you on Instagram. On that note, Tweet Talk, episode 50, with Paris and Raphael and Charles. Lit. We are out. If you've reached the end of the show, Thanks so much for listening. We value your time. And that's why we want to give you the best sounding, best produced quality of content we possibly can. And this podcast you've been listening to has been edited and produced by yours truly. I'm Donald The Voice. I'm a 10 year voiceover artist, narrator and production specialist that wants to see only the best life giving, equipping and long lasting content be produced to help others. So if you have commercial video editing or other production needs, I'd love to talk with you. That's right. Visit DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page to talk about how we can work together to bring your content to life. Okay, so you're not an email person. Well, you can also contact me on Instagram at DonaldTheVoice or on Facebook.com forward slash Donald.TheVoice. I'm looking forward to talking to you.